Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny though? I'm uh, I'm talk, talk like kind of friendly right now, but talking to a, a woman who uh, she's also a model, and she said plus size, and she's like extremely fit, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? Right, with right, right. American exactly. society, and she's doing. Well, like, you're what six five? I'm like six five. Yeah, yeah. And he, we always talk about this. He lowers his height to the precise because he's six five and a half, and he says six five. Why? Because it's too tall. Yes. So there's a line. Have you ever seen the internship with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson? Yeah. So there's a scene when Will Ferrell he makes a little cameo, and he's like, he's like, I'm handsome. He's talking to Vince Vaughn. He's like, I'm handsome, tall. You're the kind of tall. When you walk through an airport, people look at you funny. And I'm like, there's definitely a line. And I'm like, I'm going to teeter below the line. So I think 6'5 is a safe. Well, you can yeah. get me out of the half. I'll take, I'll take you a half inch. <laughs> okay, you got I, it. I go way Exactly. But yeah. So do you I, exaggerate? Do you exaggerate on, have you ever exaggerated on your on your profile? In, in what way? In an app. Oh, uh, the height, yeah. So I'm 5'11". Right. And I say six foot. Oh, you do? Yeah. You do round up. Yeah. I like to under under promise over deliver. In, in That's different what ways. I'm talking yeah. about. That's what I'm Don't talking about. I always say like I'm five. I'm like I'm probably five nine and a half, but I'm I say five ten. I mean everything is five ten, but always you know women think that you're lying all the time. But I don't want. First of all, if you're lying on it, you're just gonna come out whatever it is. Definitely. Yeah, of yeah. course. So you might as well just tell the truth. Yeah, we talk a lot about this because a lot of myself included, a lot of guys like I don't have a lot of photos of myself, so I have like these like shitty like group photos and like stuff from like three or four years ago. And I don't want to, I want to be careful to not like trick any, try to trick anybody, but like, I don't have photos. So it's like, we always go out of our way to, he's been asking me for a headshot for the website for like a year. Oh yeah. And I finally got one recently. I still haven't sent it to you, but um, <laughs> have a woman curate your, your yes. profile as well. That's really important. We, yeah. That's one thing we do is like give women his profile. And it's like, ah, oh, this is what good. do you think? Yeah. 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 We, had, yeah we had that happen recently, but yeah, it's cause a lot of guys, <laughs> a little excited about this topic but a lot of guys we talk to like they say i don't have any photos like we come, we have friends that like don't make profiles because they just don't have photos so why don't it's, have people have not photos i, I don't know. know like because a lot I, of guys I'm a photo taker. I like yeah it. yeah i don't know i mean i think a lot of guys like that don't use social media actively like they don't have a lot of photos so right that's probably more what it comes down to so that's why they're probably yeah. not dating then yeah <laughs> probably yeah that probably goes hand in hand I would, I would think so 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 yeah so we spoke a lot of it before the show and what you can share and what you can't share um, right you were on Raya, right? We yes, did. I was on Raya. Right. Yeah. And now I'm still on Raya, actually. Okay. It says just for friends. Because you can change ah, your yeah. you can change your thing. But because it's so hard to, they said it's harder to get onto Raya than it is to get into Harvard. Oh, well, because <laughs> I, I have it, a friend who's been waiting for a year and a half and can't get in. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wanted to ask you your experience with Raya because that's one of the I would say complaints is that the, the pool's so small, right? Because it's so hard to get in. And if you're on, you said you were pretty new to it a few months. Uh, I was uh, January or February. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess if you're February, on for a yeah. little bit, you kind of start to see the same people. And it's all LA, little bit. New York industry people. Little so bit. it's like, all right, I've seen everyone. Everyone knows me. Well, what's your experience with Raya? Well, a lot of times when you, you know, you, you it, as a regular app that you would, if you match with someone, you'd have a conversation. What I've noticed on Raya was that you match with someone and you, I, I always am the man. So I say, how are you? This, that, and the other. And then there's no response. I'm like, well, then why did you match with me in the first place if you're not even trying to engage? Or is it just a, right. say, you know, just a, because yeah. if I, I was on it to date, mm -hmm. you know, I'm on there to find someone or to settle down with someone. So mm -hmm. why would you not use the tool? And then if we rematch and we like each other, why wouldn't you just like have a conversation? If it's not working, it's one thing, but it's like, so literally probably out of the, Bunch that I have, fifty percent, sixty percent 
don't even write you back. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think, cause I always say too, like, I think Instagram is still the best dating app. Like it's not a dating app, but it's a dating app. Right. Yes. If, you, if you're Chris and I hooked up through Instagram. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's like the easiest way to meet people. And if you have the blue check and you have the thing, you have a great profile, like that's, that's, that's the best dating app, like yeah. realistically. And I feel like some of these women especially have so many messages and have so many guys trying to go after them that it's like, if they get a, like, I don't even know how Raya works, but if they get a match or they get a message on Raya, it's like, yeah, it just falls into the pile with thousands of others. So it's probably tough to break through with some of them. Here's some advice for you young guys. Look, okay. I am 55 years old. I am a grown ass man. A young That's 55. A young 55. But when I was your age, you guys, are, you're, you're, how old are you guys? 35 and 32. Okay. You're still on the cusp. You're still, I mean, you're grown men, but <laughs> uh, in this new generation, men try so hard. They're so aggressive and <laughs> like that. If you just slow play stuff, just listen, mm -hmm. listen to what they have to say. Men are, we are report talkers, which means that, hey, did you see how many uh, home runs did Aaron Judge hit last year? Oh, 61, you know, because there was Roger Mer report, report, report. Weather, Women my are dad. report yeah. talkers. How are you feeling? How this, that, and the other. They don't want to hear how much money you have, what you do, where you've been, this, that, and the other. So another guy, if I said, yeah, I got a Lamborghini, this, that, mm -hmm. and the other. Oh, yeah, really? I got this, that, and the other. We're just big big dick contesting it. Yeah. Women want to, you to just listen. So you, what you do is you just say a question and you literally listen. Sit back and don't say shit. Because most men, 20s and their young men that I used to do myself, all they do is talk because they want to want to impress you. So they're yeah. trying to tell you all the stuff that they can do. And, and they're just trying to, aren't you impressed? Aren't you impressed? Yeah. And they're like, no, I don't want, he didn't listen to anything I had to say. You know, I just, I just wanted to, and you say, so, you know, what was it like growing up in Wisconsin? Oh, well, just, oh, wow, your brother's so-and-so. Just do, throw a question, listen, and add to it. And remember, and if you can remember, oh, your brother was there, right? Oh, he remember. Okay, I was dating this guy, and he was just like he was really listening to me. Guys, don't listen. We don't listen. Yeah. You just throw a question out there. Let her say everything. You, it, I'm telling you, that's the that's the wisdom of an older man. Yeah. To a younger. Well, you're 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 engaged, right? Yeah, but I think you nailed it. So we had this woman Cassidy on, and she was talking to us about her dating experiences, and she said she hated guys in LA because on the date. They would just tell her about themselves and what they're doing and never even say, what are you doing? Or like, how are you? And she was like, it's crazy. I, all I ask is that you say, how are you? And then I'm like, oh, he's nice. Keep it simple. Because guys are so like, oh, she's hot. Let me let me impress <laughs> her. Or And then and are so aggressive and, and getting dick pics. I, I just don't understand without having an interaction with them, sending your, a picture. They don't want that unless you... They ask for right. it. Yeah. So I don't ever send, I'll send a picture of Dick Clark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that, you know, but I ne I always slow play things of like, you know, you got to get, and don't come sexually. If you come sexually right off the bat, they're going to get turned off. Yeah. Even though we're all trying to date and we're all trying to, you know, you see a beautiful woman, you want to, you know, be with her. Just let it, let it happen. They will let you know. Women will let you know if they're interested but it's so hard as a man not to be like, let me, let me, I gotta be aggressive. Pull back, relax. It's, it's going, they're going to be there. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. more that you listen, dudes, just listen, just listen. That's yeah. the listen second best advice you gave us today. No, the first was the first before the show. The first advice was to bring a bag of chocolates everywhere. 
and to give everybody a piece of chocolate because yes. you walked into the studio and you gave me a chocolate and I felt so loved <laughs> and it was just it was nice. It did make the day. People, yeah, people. Yeah, it's really the, the what I've learned. I always say this, and my old age, whatever. It's the simple things, really simple things. Just being nice to someone. If you're if you are on customer service, you're on a phone call. You know, if you have to get something done, write down their name. As soon as hi, I'm I'm uh, you know. Jonah, I, someone's like, oh, hey, Jonah, how are you? People just want to be heard and seen. Yeah. You know what's funny about that? I do that, but like they don't expect it. So I'll say, hi, Jonah, how are you? And there'll be like an eight second pause. They're like, oh, you want me to actually answer that question? Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks. How's your day? Yeah. What's going on? You know, did you have a nice holidays? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm having this problem. They're so much more willing to help you just because you're humanizing them because they hear shit all day from people. You didn't do this. I'm like, it's not, it's not me. I'm just a customer service rep. So yeah. that's one of the biggest things. As I said, with the, with the candy, I've learned, I've been to 51 countries. I've traveled a lot around the world. And I always bring to, for a hotel and for, uh, and I've learned also chocolates in this, in the wintertime, but like more candies in the summertime because the mm. chocolate melts. Okay. And Good you don't point. want to be given like a misshapen Candy, you know. And it has to be packaged, you said. You can't be homemade. It has to be individually wrapped. Yeah. And good candy. Don't fucking skimp. Go to Costco. Yeah. Get a For couple reference, bags. you do uh, Lint and I, I Godiva. Lint and Lint is phenomenal. I love yeah. that. Yeah. They have all di- different flavors. And Godiva, yes. Just had, just, he just gave me a vanilla one. It was amazing. But, I mean, it's just, going back, it's the small things in life that people really respond to and and appreciate. Mm-hmm. So I always, and it also makes me feel good to see someone light up when you're like, oh, wow, that's for me. What, you don't have to do yeah. that. And they're like, oh, oh, that's, that's really, that's really nice. Yeah. Do you think you're an anomaly? Like being in the acting world and the industry world? Cause from an outsider's perspective, you hear a lot of things that it's the opposite, right? People are very self-centered. You seem to be the exact opposite of that. How's that? Well, I think I, it, it's upbringing too, you know, you know, my, yeah. my parents were very social people and, you know, learning and my, my sister's Vanessa Williams. So there's a I lot of, did you not did not know that. that. Yeah. So did there's a lot of, <laughs> so <laughs> we're really good. We've been, since we were young kids, been socially adapted to know a lot of people being in, being in everything. My parents took us everywhere and my dad was like one of the nicest man, men on earth before he passed away. Sorry. But with learning, learning about just, he would say hi to everybody. Just say hi to everybody. Hi. And they'd be like, hi. Like, oh, your dad's friendly. I'm like, yeah. So I've learned that as well. It's the small things. You guys, the small things in life is, makes such a difference. Just saying hi and saying to someone, if you're at a thing and saying hi and how are you, mm-hmm. you don't know what they're going through. You have no idea what they're going through or, or what just happened or if they're worried about something. And they may they may say, oh, I'm fine. I'm like, you sure? You good? Yeah. You're giving me the chills right now because I'm, you're... I'm, uh, you, you, but it's relating people. to people. People yeah. don't relate to people anymore. And going back to social media, we're all on screens. Everything is so... Like when, when I was growing up, you had, you had no choice, but you couldn't call on a cell phone. You know, I had a rot- I had rotary phone at home. So if I wanted to talk to a girl, I had to go up and talk to a girl. Or talk to her parents or on the phone first. Or talk to her parents yeah. or pa- talk on the phone and, and keep it quick because you're not, you're my parents' phone and it's, you know, get off the phone, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Brothers so listening you, into the call. Yeah, you yeah. exactly From the other never phone. know. Right. Yeah. But you had to do that and you had to make it a personal experience. Now 
you don't have to make anything a personal experience. You can swipe. Yeah. Like she's too, too fat, too this, too that. You can swipe, and there's no personal interaction anymore. Well, I wanted to even ask you, do you even know how our app fully works? Because I know you know a lot. No, of tell me. Yeah, so it, you're kind of nailing on all the points, right? So a big <clears throat> thing for us is uh, exactly what you're saying, right? With all these apps, you have so many connections technology-wise, but probably very few in real life. Right. So with our app, we kind of have this whole mindset we are speaking of is to bring back real dating, right? So instead of just liking people, you pick a drink, a time, and a place, like you make a date, and then you send that to somebody as a first point of contact. And then if they like your profile, they accept that date and you only have one per day. So it's like very intentional. Oh, nice. And you could only start chatting six hours before the actual date time. So you could like feel each other out, but you should get to know someone like on a real date. Yeah. So it's like we kind of combined the new school and the old school. And that's a great, that's a great idea. Yeah. Like, but that's you really, kind of were nailing all the points. And I, was yeah. like, I don't even know if you realize that that's how the app works. It's, it's, it's the interaction between, you know, people, as I said, and on, on the app, on a regular app or even Instagram, there's such a distance between being personable with someone else, like yeah. knowing who they are and who you are. And, and everyone has their persona their their right. instagram profile but there's such a behind the scenes thing going on that that's may not be who they are or it could be who they are or a, a part of who they are for me i don't like to have my relationships on on an on an app you know yeah. on instagram or i try not to i don't put anything that's intentional like because People will judge you on it. And I years ago, before Instagram, I was on Facebook and I was dating a girl. And she's like, Why haven't you put your changed your profile, your <laughs> your status to in a relationship? I'm like, because you know, I don't I don't want to do that. You know, like we're not married yeah. yet. Or whatever, you know. Yeah. She's like, Well, I can't I'm, we're, I said, we're having a fight over my profile status. Really? This has nothing to do with us. Well, you're not I was like, you know what? I'd rather be off the app than than to have to deal with that. I was off Facebook for seven years on principle. Yeah. I'm like, you know, and I was like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> I like, so in social, in social media and Instagram too, you know, my private life is my private life. And my, my Instagram is usually for work or mm -hmm. family or funny things or trying to do that kind of, but once you start having that feed into your relationship, it gets really tricky because then you look, well, well, well why don't you, and it kind of makes you do things you otherwise might not, right? right? As opposed to like living, posting your natural life, or like you're saying, something entertaining. Exactly. It may it may kind of force your hand into posting something you're not really comfortable with, or or just exactly. for the sake of posting. So that's yeah, you can run into some problems. Yeah. So and and that's that's always a tr tricky thing of like you know when would you start sharing that you're dating someone and it's serious? I don't want to do that until I'm either getting engaged and or I'm getting married, you know, but I don't think it even should be for something for, for dating wise. Yeah. And I mean, in terms of posting and stuff now, meeting people on there, I've met, you know, several women on Instagram that I, I would not have normally met. Um, and it's like, Oh, you know, similar interests. You can see what they're kind of about. Um, but that's a great idea for your, for your dating app of like making sure that there's a time and a place to do things. Cause a lot of women complain about, they never men, men never make plans. Yep. Just make plans from just make yeah. plans. Make plans. I'm like, you know. And a drink is a perfect first date because you don't get stuck. And it, and we have coffee juice as options, so it doesn't have to be alcoholic. So but a drink, if you don't like the person, you're not vibing, then it's like, oh, it's a kind of an easy out. But if you sit down to dinner or a concert, then you're kind of stuck for a couple hours. So grown man advice again. <laughs> my nephew's twenty nine 
and mm-hmm. he's a he's a really good, I mean, it's really good dater and this that, and the other. <laughs> um, but I told him the Getty Museum in Malibu, it's free. Mm-hmm. Have you been to the Getty Museum yeah. in Malibu? And girls it's love beautiful. it. Beautiful. Women love it. Yeah. You just you have to make an appointment beforehand, right? You make an appointment. You drive up there. They go, oh, William. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Oh, he planned. He planned. They just want you to plan <laughs> yeah. something. There's grass you could sit on. They love like grass. You go to Whole Foods. You go to Whole Foods. You get a sandwich. <laughs> you get you get a sandwich. You get a bottle of wine. You get some drinks. No blanket. Some neck. A blanket. Your date is going to cost you 30 bucks, yep. 25 you know, cheaper than a movie. Because mm-hmm. $10, popcorn is $10. You're not going to be able to talk to the person. Yeah. Put a blanket out and get to know the person. <sighs> That's a great thing. LACMA. Mm-hmm. You know, the, look for three free things and things that were, are outside the box that you wouldn't. But they just want you to plan something. Take the initiative, be a leader. And to listen to them. Yep. It doesn't have to be. And we all want to drive a you know nice car and take you out and take you to this, that, and the other. That does not work as much as, oh, my God. Girl, let me tell you. He took me to the Getty Museum. I've never been up to the Malibu Getty Museum. Yeah. That's what they talk about. They don't talk about, oh, he took me. In his car, just, I mean, some women do. Yeah, and, that's, and there are cloud chasers like that. Yeah. But if you really want a relationship or really want to get to know someone, take some take them somewhere that's not going to cost you a lot of money and talk to them and listen to them and try to remember something about them that they told you that you can bring up the next time. Your brother went to Michigan, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Wow, he's really listening. That is the biggest key. Yeah. Dudes, relax. Don't be so aggressive and just listen. And that's why I think that scene in in Forty Year Old Virgin is so funny. Do you remember when they uh, they send Steve Carell into the into the store to talk to the girl for the first time, and he just keeps asking her questions? Yeah. And she like, so I mean, it's such an on. exaggerated version, but it's so yeah, she gets so turned on and just asking the most ridiculous questions. <laughs> right. Doesn't know how to communicate otherwise. But it, there's a, exactly what you're saying. There's a point to that, and it really does work if you listen. And he's not even listening really, but it, it's it's a funny example. But I think what you're saying is spot on. And I think without getting too graphic from stuff I've heard from a lot of women, I think we've talked to people about it, is men in general, young men will like rush during sex, right? There's very little to no foreplay. Women complain about jackhammering when it comes to fingering or straight up sex. So there's parallels to be drawn between like conversations and yeah, just taking things slow and feeling it out as opposed to just 100 miles an hour. And also, even if you literally... You want, I mean, if the world was like, oh, she wants someone, I want to sleep with you. Like, if you literally like, you know what? Let's get to know each other. Men don't do that. That's like Costanza. In, You'll uh... get, I'm telling you, the slow play of taking your time and they'll want you. They'll want, you don't have to worry about, well, when is he, he doesn't, does he not want me? I think you're a beautiful woman. Something, but you know what? Let's just, you know, you're drunk right, right now. I would love to, whatever, but. Let me get you home and this and that. He didn't even, he didn't even take advantage. Of, and I want, I, I don't know how it is with the younger girls because there's some aggressive, mm-hmm. these women are aggressive. These young women are really, really yeah. aggressive. So, so from, at least from my generation, you know, if you're just, just slow play it, just relax. Dudes are so aggressive and so like, I got to get to the, they will get, let them come to you. And that's the more that I've noticed as I've gotten older is that you don't have to do anything. Yeah. If you're trying so hard, that's like if you're going into an audition. I was always, if you go into an audition, like, hi, uh, yeah, I'm ready. I can't wait to do the, yeah, uh huh. Oh, yeah, okay, great, great. <sighs> and you're just, Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me out here. Yeah. And then they go, oh, okay, that was great. But if you have someone come in, you guys ready to work? 
okay, this and the other. Oh, you want me to adjust them? Okay, thank you. And you leave. They're like, oh, okay, well, we're working together. Mm-hmm. It's not like, but you know that feeling of when someone's like this and you're like, oh, oh, needy oh, energy oh. and yeah. Needy energy is the worst yeah. Oh, yeah. energy. So just relax. I mean, let them come to you. If, they're att- if you match with them, they're attracted to you some with something. Mm-hmm. Just let it play out. Uh, you know, I like to at least have a dialogue going between and, and don't mention anything sexual. Okay. And also, also don't mention, don't when I'm liking someone's on Instagram, when I used to like someone, if you just like their booty pics or this, that, and the other, like something that they're interested in and not, and, or if you need to drop a little, I used, you know, I used to, used to drop a little <laughs> hint like, Oh, who, who's, who's, who's this? Like, and he's not, you know, liking <clears throat> you do one or two, you know, don't go too far back. One or two things that are not necessarily sexy or they're trying to be this and they, you know, boom, boom. And then just sit back and wait. Mm-hmm. I dated this woman years ago. She was one of the most beautiful women. In the, I mean, she's a model. She was, she did Eddie Murphy. She, <clears throat> she was a beautiful, beautiful woman. But I would like one or two things. I, I liked something and I didn't say anything. And I sat back and I, and I waited. Then I liked something else, like a week later, like something so they're like, who's this person? Who's this person like? Like, oh, he's kind of cute. Was a, you know, like again. And then, wow. hey, playing chess over hey, there. Hey, hey, you know, I was like, oh, hey, no, I just want to let you know that, you know, I'm with the same agency, and and you know, just you're a lovely lady. Mm. Not like you're hot. You're fucking smoking hot. I want to fuck this shit. <laughs> just <clears throat> you're lovely. You're nice. You have a nice smile. You know, something about you is yeah. really, really just being nice. Just doing whatever. <laughs> the dudes are doing that's not working just be the opposite and just on here here like here and there yeah and just slow play i, slow yeah, play. I did that recently it was all model picks and there was one dog pick from like three months ago i liked the dog pick and that was mm-hmm. it left what it on what kind of dog do you have yeah oh no sure oh he's talking about the dog mm. <laughs> yeah and dogs to most women are, are children so right and they know they're hot yeah right? they don't women be, know they're yeah. hot you don't have to remind them they're hot they know you're attracted to them so what else can you, and also taking it back on you, it was like, well, what else do you have? Yeah. We always say that from a, you know, a dating perspective and also business, the saying away, I always say is attract, don't chase, right? Exactly. So you have to build yourself up to be someone desirable and someone that women want, and then don't give off that needy energy and just let them, just you know, let them. you gotta, you gotta have some sort of, you can't completely do nothing. Cause then you gotta right. show some intent, right. but yeah, it's, it's a balance between being an attractive guy and then not being needy and chasing them right yeah i have uh, two friends one of them has a long-term girlfriend and the other one is a single guy in la but you know you have the discover page on instagram yeah uh-huh. so you know obviously if you're a guy you have a few models in there a few <laughs> right. sexy pics and i never like them because you know obviously i'm engaged but i'll open them up and there's two friends of mine that like every single solitary one doesn't matter <laughs> who the person is oh you can't where in the world they are no and it's creepy to, to that point i'm like first of all you're both creepy but one of you is in a long-term relationship like what the hell are you guys doing over there now i don't know about the good kudos for you for not liking a pick never. oh wow good wow good for you, you i mean know. just because for me like just because i can like a, a car or something like that it's almost the same it's an appreciation <laughs> yeah. for what it is i mean if it's a you can't deny the woman is a beautiful woman. Like, I just don't right. want to deal with the stress of getting in trouble. Yeah, you just don't have to, huh? <laughs> I don't want to deal with the stress of getting in trouble, just in case. It's like, why did yeah, but, you like that picture? Yeah, but if uh, that's, see, that's what I'm talking about. If she's looking at why you're liking it, 
You got to be able to look. I say from the beginning, I'm like, look, that's no reflection on our relationship mm-hmm. at all. And I know women are like, as long as you can try to make them feel as comfortable as possible, I'm about you. Mm-hmm. You know, you are the woman that I want. Right. Yes, there's this and the other, but that doesn't mean. And just see, like it's a, it's a young gener, I think it's a younger generational thing too that people are so intent on. Like, what is everyone else doing? Mm-hmm. It? Who are they following? What are they doing? You should like some male model photos, too. <laughs> Keep the balance. So that way she calls you out. Like, no, nah, just appreciate it. Fine are art. You and, yeah. that what you're, are you bi now? Are you bi? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, they used to have, uh, you, you could see who you, what you oh, like. I, I missed that page. Just for, that was fun as hell to stalk like that. It was, it was the old, the, I don't know if it was an explore page, but it was the old like news uh, feed, whatever was like, it was. Yeah, but that it was, was like, like it show you that was the what they days. liked. And you could go and say, oh, you like this, that, and they like. So-and-so is now following this person. Well, someone on okay. Instagram okay. got in trouble. Yeah. And their, <laughs> right. their wife and was like, yeah, remove the whole the code. Quickness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like liking, that's good for you. Because I do like, you know, I can be dating someone and, you know, in a, in a committed relationship, but I can like something else. It doesn't mean it's no reflection. And social media is not a reflection of your relationship. It shouldn't be too. It should not be a reflection of your relationship. The relationship between should be between the two of you and not have outside influences. You know, well, I see that you like so-and-so. So I was like, that has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. You're right. or us. Yeah. I think it takes two very emotionally mature people who are self-aware and, and do work on themselves. And you can't have people that are just, haphazardly live in their lives with chaos and because then it's always going to end up like that but like you need to have two people that really have their shit together mm-hmm. so now with the whole social media thing do you see a big difference dating inside the industry versus outside the industry i don't usually uh i don't usually date inside the industry really on purposefully or just by chance kind of purposely i mean i'm on i was on i'm on raya you know yeah but and they're all, and as I said, there's all these. I thought I was gonna knock it over. There's all, all of these. Let's see, cat, fly, cat like reflexes too. Um, so I'm on Ryan. So there's, there's, uh, you like, I like different women that are, um, that have so. I mean, on Riot as well. There's a lot of models that are just models that are just hot. Mm-hmm. I get that. That there's something to be said for that. But there's a lot of business women on there, and a lot of women who own their own things and do their own stuff. And, and world travelers that um, want someone to have someone pay attention that not just that they just so happen to be hot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but a lot of the the younger ones that I, that I used to like, I would never get a response back at all. Like, like then why would you connect with me on there if they're, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got a question. So and I'll, it's going to be like a full circle thing, right? So <laughs> I think something I've been realizing recently is the importance of having women friends, right? right? Oh. And because, you know, number one, you get comfortable on women. Number two, you get inside a woman's head and see how they think. Um, and I didn't have women friends for a long time because I think I was living that like immature guy lifestyle, right? And I wanted to know, so I, you were a cheerleader, I found out, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that specifically helped you get comfortable with women, number one? And number two, talk about the importance of having female friends. That's a great, great question. So... <laughs> I was 4'11 and three quarters as a freshman in high school. I was really short. There was 12 black kids out of 1,200 in, in my high school. So not a lot of black kids. I was went from uh, nursery school all the way up through high school with the first black family in my, in my town, Chappaqua, New York. You know, so there's not, a, people were not trying to date in 1983 a, a little black kid, mm-hmm. a little short, pimply face black kid. So... A lot of my, like I went to the prom, I asked this girl to go to the prom with me. She's like, I will only go with, as friends with you. 
Like mm. I couldn't even like get a date. So my friends were were girls. Like I used to, you know, relate to girls and and have a and learn like some of my best friends were were girls that were not, you know, necessarily the greatest looking, but I could just and my best friend now is a, is a woman. And two uh every Sunday night I do a Sunday supper club with two girlfriends uh uh and we watch we, she during pandemic it started during pandemic and uh one of them likes to cook and asked me and my other friend like do you want to come over and eat i was like yeah so we had our own little pod during pandemic so every sunday night we would watch a tv series or a movie or something like that so we have something to look forward to we had one last night we watched white lotus a couple yeah. episodes and she made nice. chicken uh roast chicken on on toast with drippings Ooh. and a salad yeah. And the three of us just sit around and talk about dating, about things that are going on. It's so important to have female perspective as a man. Yeah. It's so important. First of all, your profile, whatever dating profile you have, you have to have someone look at it and curate it for you. No, don't do that. Yeah, but I look, I look really. No, don't do that. You have your. I had my shirt. I had my tank top or shirt off and something, and she's like, "Take that off." I'm like. Why? But that's a great picture. I look, and to another guy, oh, it's fucking, look fucking great. In that. <laughs> it's like, sick, yeah, but bro. but that's that you look like you're, you know, the whatever. Get a female perspective on everything, on your clothes, even if you think something looks good. A woman's eye has a, you know, on clothes on e a woman's perspective is so invaluable. Now, as a cheerleader, um, I was still like, it, it helped to have uh, female friends. But that I only did cheerleading because I was going to go to the, all the games. I went to Georgetown. Mm -hmm. I was going to go all the games anyway, and I had the best seats in the house. And I got to put my hand on a woman's ass <laughs> on, and smile about it, and she would let me on TV, like you know, lifting, the, throwing them up, like yeah. I, I, yeah. I was always jealous of you guys. Exactly. To be exactly. I'm going to be yelling and screaming as it is anyway. Yeah. So I might as well, you know. And there was a, a Division three All American football player uh, who was a cheerleader, and now it's like a you know you got to throw these. Women. Oh God, yeah. So it's cool. Female interaction and female companionship is so important. Also, as a barometer of going, I don't know what's going on. I don't. I don't know what's going on with her. What does this mean? Because mm -hmm. as men, we're like, they don't. They, women are not, as I said, report talkers. So if you say, you know, if I say, well, you know, I I really like this. I really like this ring, but this or you know, I really like this, and but we're not paying attention to to stuff. So and we are very literal. If mm -hmm. I say I'm going to come pick you up at so and so, you know, well, I don't. Is that they're so kind of nebulous? Meaning, if I don't it. understand, what does she mean by? Well, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And I'm like, oh, but I kind of. You can ask them like, what does that mean? Oh, she definitely is, you know, thinking this. Yeah. And also, a perfect example is like we're in a group, and and a woman walks by or something, and there's a female friend. She, oh my god, did you see how she fucking? She's such a bitch. Like. Mm. I she seemed hi how are you guys doing <laughs> yeah good to see you. okay see you later oh I see how I see what yeah. you're I'm like we don't get subtlety at all so I got in trouble the other day because I'm too solution based so something happened and I said oh well do, do this. this and she said you're always so solution based I said oh I'm just trying to help she said just listen don't help and I'm like okay. she's at least telling you <laughs> I was like okay Ex <laughs> and you'd be, and they don't want solutions. They want you to talk it out themselves. Right. And it's so hard for us not to be like, there's a, gr there's a great short. If you can find a short on YouTube, it's called, um, uh, there's something, something on my mind. And she's talking 
and he's she's talking to her boyfriend. He's like, she's like, and I just have this pain, and it really hurts me, and I don't know what's going on. And 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 he turns around, and she has a nail sticking out of her head, and he's going, well, well, you you do have a nail. So, well, you're not listening to me. And I get my sweater snagged and stuff. He's like, well, well there's a, there's a there's a nail. You're not listening. I mean, it's a great example. We'll try it's to a, edit that in. Uh, yeah, it's a great great little short. Just that I don't know if it's ever going to stop. Yeah. Well, you do have a nail in your head. It is not about the nail. Are you sure? Because, I mean, I'll bet if we got that out of there. Stop over, trying to fix it. No, I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just pointing out that maybe the nail is causing. You always do this. You always try to fix things when what I really need is for you to just listen. No, see, I don't think that is what you need. I think what you need is to get the nail See, you're out. not even listening now. They just want you to listen. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. I will listen. Fine. And to shut up. Yeah. They don't want a solution. They don't. Unless they say, can you fix this? Just let them talk. But we're so like, it's such an easy, why don't you just do it? You, you can't. I'm glad she told you, but it's so hard to fight against our natural yes. guy inclination. It was like, but I said this. I said I was going to come get you. Well, I mean, do you want, do you want, I was like, I, I said, I'm, that means I'm going right. to come get you. Like what? Well, are you really, I mean, do you really want to? Yeah. Yes. I said, I'm coming. <laughs> I don't understand why we, you can't take things literal sometimes. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think to that point, like understanding women better, I've evolved emotionally from her prior to her. I was an idiot. I had no idea. I was just solution based. And like you said, I have no idea what you're talking about. She taught me how, you know, you have to be emotionally intelligent, just understand a woman and it's been good, but it's still difficult. Yeah. It's really difficult. Yeah. And, go ahead. Well, I was going to kind of change course a little bit, but sure. um, going back to what you're saying before about your dad, I think for a lot of guys, like he's saying hi to everybody, talking to everybody. I think for a lot of guys that aren't great with women, mm. they get stuck because they put so much pressure on it, you know, going up to a, an attractive woman that they, they think is, you know, that they're really attracted to, that they see a lot of value in. Whereas if you just talk to everybody because it's who you are and it's, you know, you want to make everyone feel good and you... Talking to a, uh, an attractive woman should, in theory, kind of be the same thing. It's just another person you're talking to, and you don't come off as needy. You don't come off as like, you know, like you said don't in the audition. Don't use a line. Right, lines. Yeah, you have it'll it'll you'll go up with a good vibe, and and she'll feel the good energy as opposed to like you said before with the audition example, going up to her being like, hi, how you doing? And it's like really fucking creepy. It's so too, just talk to everybody. That will also help you with women. Yeah, essentially. Just what I'm just saying. get used to being a person mm -hmm. and yeah. not like. Even solution, but I want to get her number. I, like that's what I've got to. Yeah, I've got to get her. Yeah. And they're like, and they're automatically like, okay, oh god. And they put the wall up, and you're trying to break. Dudes are trying to break through a wall. If you just go, oh, let me go around the wall and be like, hey, um, how you know how are you today? You you look really nice. Or not even don't. I don't even talk about how someone looks mm -hmm. if I'm first talking to someone. I want to know who you are and what makes you special. Right. Like, who, who awesome. are you? And because guys are so coming at you full force, they already have their defenses up like this. But if you can just, they'll let it down if you just let them let it down. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. I'm telling you, the listening part is invaluable. Is in, Just shut up. <laughs> shut up and listen. They yeah. will tell you everything you want to know. They will tell you everything, what they like, what they don't. They will tell you everything. You don't have to ask it. You can just put something out there and let them talk. And then and also move the conversation along. Like, so how did you feel about something? Because you're 
first of all, male, female, everyone loves talking about themselves. Look at me. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? But everyone loves to talk about themselves. So if you can get someone to talk about themselves, they, they love that. Why, why wouldn't it? And yeah. especially if you can get a woman to talk about herself. And what did you learn about him? I, I don't know. He just... We had such a great conversation, I, you know. She wouldn't remember anyway. She just remembers the, the how it felt. It's the feeling. And you become more intriguing when they ask you about you. And you're like, oh, it's it the feeling. Women are based on feelings. We're not, we're like, oh, this, this, you know, but they're like, oh, well, I have this problem. There's something, oh, oh, really? Oh, that sounds, oh, that sounds like shit. That's real. She did that? Really? Wow. Wow. That's, that's hard. I bet that's hard. Yeah. Well, thanks. That's all they want. Yeah. Just agree with them and, and be there for them. Mm -hmm. Telling you, it's, it's the, what I've learned, you know, in my, in my, my old age. <laughs> and I've been a single man for, I've never been married. I was engaged once. How long ago was that? Uh, about 12, 15 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, it just didn't work out between, between us. Um, but I've just learned to just shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I was just, I was a point I was going to make about that, but just shut up. Yeah. You know, just let women friends are so invaluable, so invaluable. And they can hook you up with other, other women. Oh, you're going to, you would love my friend, you know? Oh, really? Why? Well, he's just, you got to keep it. And they'll give you the truth. Your female friends will give you the truth. They're truly your female friends. And also here's another thing. It's hard for guys um, because hmm, I have female friends that are just friends. There is not a sexual uh, um, thing towards them at all. They may be beautiful women, but I don't, there's, if they said, do you want to have sex? I'd be like, nope, you are my friend. Like a sister I have, me almost. I have, yes. I have very strict, very strict female friends that are beautiful, but are just friends. Right. And, you know, women you're dating has an, an idea of, oh, wow, he has female. That's really important that he has female friends. So he has some sort of, you know, perspective on what it's like. Social proof. But it's hard for, for, for women sometimes because they're always like, oh, he just, he's trying to be my friend because he wants to fuck me. Yeah. We talk a lot, a lot about he the really, nice he guy. Just, he just, he's just trying to like be a nice guy because yeah. he's just trying to, and then once he gets it, he's going to, he's gone, you know, but if you have female friends that are just female friends, it's going to help you. It's a tool. It'll help you out so much more dealing with your relationship, dealing with your relationship. But don't, you know, get a, try to have a female friend just because, or you kind of, maybe some of you dated before that there's no longer something sexual between, or they have a relationship or that, that knows you that can help you. But, you know, it's hard for, for women to believe sometimes that a man is their friend and they're not trying to have sex with you. I make it very clear you know, either way, either way, yeah. you know, I am not interested in you or I, you know, but friends are so important. I yeah. I keep stressing that enough, listening and having female, a female perspective. Cause as a dude, <laughs> when I was, when I was, uh, just going to college and I was, I was a virgin going to college and I didn't know, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about anything. Cause back in, 1980, 1985, when I went to <laughs> when I went to, to college in the in the 80s, you know, there was no phones in your dorms. You know, I had a phone, mm -hmm. but there's no like social. So you had to 
talk to someone and even sex ed and stuff. I kind of, you know, we had sex ed in school. Like I kind of, you know, this is what happens and the other, but I didn't know the particulars. And I, I talk about this. I'm writing a, a film about it called the crucial 5%. Now I got to college. I had girlfriends in high school. Right. And they were, you know, kissing. As I said, I wasn't the Don Juan, but I was, you know, kissing and some of the other fooling around. And then I thought, <clears throat> I thought it was sterile. Thought you were still that at one point too, actually. Yeah. Because I had been played with, but I'm not hypersensitive. Some guys are hypersensitive. Nothing ever came. So hmm. I was like, oh, well, I can get, well, I'm not impotent because that means that you can't get hard. Well, I guess I'm just, I'm guess I'm just, you know. Hmm. Sterile. Yeah. Five percent information is really important. Like I was like, real. So I went to college, and I and I the first night in school, I saw this beautiful woman, and I was nice to her. And this other, and we get back to the to the thing. This is the first night, and we're and we got naked, and and I went down there, and and I had no <laughs> idea what I, I just you go down there and lick, and I was like, no idea what I was doing, and I got up, and, and she's like, guess what? I said, like, what? She goes, I'm on the pill. I was like, oh. I said, like, guess what? I was like, I'm a virgin. She's like, oh, okay. So I was trying to, I didn't know exactly where, I couldn't figure out how to, I was like, can you, you help, can you help, it put, can you help me put it? She's <laughs> like, okay. And I was just going for it. Now, so a, first time ever was no condom. First time ever, Ooh, no good. condom. It was, the, it was the 80s. I'm on, yeah, it's it's the, right. No, no, it's AIDS, actually AIDS time. So, I, you know. Was, but it's impressive for the stamina, not. No, it's not even the stamina. It was that I, if you're thinking I'm trying to come, I'm trying to come and you're trying, if I, I had no, it felt good, but I'm not trying to like, like, <clears throat> and she's like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Like, Were you still 4'11 oh at this time? No, I was 5'8". Okay. Five, five okay. You know, okay. I learned, got two more inches out of college. So your first time went past the 10 second mark, 15 second mark. Oh, 10 second mark? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it was like this. And she's going, and I was like this. After about... I mean, I'm, mind you, I'm eight, 17 years old. I'm in shape. After about <laughs> 10 minutes, <laughs> four, four, four or five, like a five minute, <laughs> like hyper, <laughs> pull out, fully erect. <laughs> that was great. I could, she's like, you got to stop because you're going to hyperventilate because you're, you're running as fast as you can. And, and I pulled out and I was like, it felt great. I didn't think that I was going to come. So I wasn't. And she's looking at me like, what, 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 who are you? Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know any better. So she gets up and she leaves and I'm like, oh my God, college is fucking amazing. I wrote my, writing a letter to my friend back in the eighties. Oh my God. You know, I just had sex in the most, open the door. She goes, oh uh, yeah, I forgot my earrings. I was like, oh, okay. Cause grabs your earrings. She goes, I'm like, cause you're cute, Chris. So cute. I was like, oh, okay. I'm cute too. <laughs> like literally taking what you, not taking the social cues. To next day, I was like, oh my God, did I do, as a man, did I do well? Did she like me? What am I going for? I just, the first day, what do I, I'm like, what do you, like I freak out. And what do men do when they freak out and they don't want to deal with someone? They avoid, right. they ignore, avoid. Now we didn't have social media or you couldn't location apps or cell phones. So if you wanted to avoid, you could avoid. So two days go by and, and we're having classes and I see her and I see her on the elevator. She's like, are you, are you mad at me? No, no. I just didn't know how to ask her to have sex again. I had no right. idea. Are you going dancing? We're going to go dancing tonight. So we go dancing 
and she looks great, right? She's dancing, we're dancing, we have fun. I'm like, I'm tired. So I'm going to go back. I said, everyone, go back up. She goes, you want me to come with you? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, easier than I thought. But I was saying to myself, dude, you just played three hours of intramural basketball. <laughs> You're you remember how tiring sex was? Do you remember how exhausted you were two nights ago having sex? That's a lot of work. And I said to her, you know, if you want to, I get my purse. I was like, oh, what? Oh, this is, what? How did I? Not knowing, and then I, and then I, this time, the second time, she goes, take my roommate's books to her. So I take her, we're in, we're in her, her room. Like we were in the back room, my room. Now we're in her on the main line. I bring the books and I go back in. She's naked on the bed. She goes, take your clothes off. And, and this is me from high school. So like, I, you know, waited to give my virginity away because I thought it was going to be something special. <laughs> and Oprah says you should be with a black woman. So I'm going to save myself. I, I was offered by, um, by Jody in high school and she was nice and, but she's a nice Jewish girl, but I, I wanted to save her for a black, a black girl. And, and now I have it and I'm feeling like a piece. <laughs> Climb up on top of her. I, let, I, I'm going to do the same thing, right? That's what we know. If we know something that works, you keep doing Nothing. And then I climbed up, and I'm like, oh, I can't, why can't I figure out where it, can you help me put it in? Now, this time we're on the main line, and the bed is bang, bang, bang <laughs> against the wall. And people coming, this is the third day of school, mind you. People coming out the door, I'm like, what is, some, people fucking already? <laughs> and I'm like, bang, bang, bang. And I was like, oh my God, Jesus. So I put my hands up to stop the banging. Bang, 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 bang. bang. I was like, oh, shit. This <laughs> I was like, yo, this feels good as real. And all of a sudden, mind you, no condoms, right? Right? If you had 18 so years worth of 18, whatever, how long my balls, my little balls could have held. That was the first time you came. First time I came. No. Right? And I was like, oh my God, it feels so good. What does that feel like when, when what does it feel like when you have something coming out of your dick and you, and you're not having an orgasm? And you're not having an orgasm? Yeah. When do you feel like something? Peeing? Yeah, oh fuck. Oh my god. Cuz I had to go to the oh. bathroom. And I was like, "Oh my god, you just fucking you just fucking peed in her. <laughs> you fucking peed in. Oh my god." And I pull I pull out real quick. And I put my clothes I got to go. I got to go. She's like, I I I I go I'm so by the time I got around the corner, by the time I got around the corner, I could pee. He's like, you've peed with a hard dick yeah. before. Yeah. And I'm like, well, and I'm peeing. I'm like, and I remember banging the wall. Always go to the bathroom before you have sex. You stupid asshole. You're, you're an idiot. Not getting it. Not getting it. And she's like, what is up with this dude? Right? <laughs> My friend goes, hey, man, what's going on with you? I was like, I, I fucking peed in her. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I, I peed in her. He's like, you can't pee in somebody. He's like, I was like, you don't, never mind, man. You don't, I know what I did. I don't, <laughs> never mind, know. virgin. You don't so get it. Like, hey, you don't hey, get hey. it, bro. Exactly. <laughs> so I see her, like the next day, see her. She's talking to some girls, and I'm looking at her like, please don't, just don't embarrass me. Please, the third, don't, like, looking at her like, don't say anything, right? And she's like, you know, I won't, right? And I was like, okay. So, whew, like, I got away with not being Chris Piss for my college career. <laughs> Chris <right>? Piss. <laughs> Second, Two, two, mind you, four months goes by. I get my second girlfriend. Mind you, this girl was fucking beautiful. But I was so embarrassed by, you know, my lack of knowing what I was doing. The second girl, uh, she likes you. I'm like, 
Because I all I would do was sit next to her in class and make her fucking laugh. I wasn't, I mean, she's so beautiful. She's not going to be one with me. So I was just like, this on the other. So she likes you. I was like, what do I do? She's like, go talk to her. I'm like, huh? So we start dating. And the first, you know, like, the first week, whatever, we go back, this time condom. Put a condom on. So this is the first time with the condom. First time with condom. Okay. Get in there, you know, start doing it. And she's like this. Not like the first one who had a boyfriend who was on the pill who had had sex before and was like, oh my God, this is great. She was like a, an 18-year-old girl who had never really had not a lot of sex. And I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like this. And I pull out with, I know she was watching TV above my, my head. Like, <laughs> Cheers. I pull out and with my condom on, I'm like, you know, and I was so afraid to be aggressive with her that I never had sex with her again. I didn't date anybody. And, and I was like, what? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's... And my friend's like, don't you jack, do you know jack on? And I was like, no, I don't. He's like, what? So I was like, look, my dad was into these time life books back in the day. If you want to be a carpenter, you could learn, oh, you look at a book and you just and the other. I'm like, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have all this stuff. So I'm like, well, I got to get, I guess I got to get some books. So I went to my the, the bookstore and I bought How to Drive Your Woman Wild in Bed and Sex and the American Teenager and, and, uh, I went to my parents and took an illustrated encyclopedia, like things that you're not going to know, the art of loving. And I start reading. I'm like, what the hell is a clitoris? <laughs> it's the key, it means key in Greek. It's like, oh, wow, the labia majorum. And there's a Grafenberg spot, which is a rich thing that comes, huh? And it, I was like, and then I started going, and you're a jacket? I was like, what? And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I've been missing out on this for fucking five years. <laughs> so how did you have the urge sooner? Like Man, a I would touch myself. I would touch myself, but not to the point of where I don't know. I don't know. Just not to the point of. I mean, I wasn't so hypersensitive. Yeah. Just not to the point of orgasm, but I felt good and this and the other. I just I don't know how I missed the. I don't know what I did to miss the boat, but I was so pissed <laughs> that I. So I. But reading the books were like, oh, 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 that makes sense. This that and the other, but that also helped me with women to not be to know what I'm doing because guys. Nowadays, well, now it's porn and you can see all that kind of stuff and, and you're not even relating to it. It's a like woman. the other end of the spectrum. It's the other end of the spectrum. It's like too much sex. Yeah. They don't want to be spit on all the time. Most <laughs> Or choke. I mean, some some want to be choked, but some don't want to be that's the first thing you do to them. Or, you know, so reading a, you know, I, I read a lot about, you know, what it was like to be with a woman, like what, you know, yeah. taking care of her needs too. So I had a girlfriend, literally my second girlfriend. I was like, okay, I had a book. I was like, how's this? Is this right? Does this feel right? So she literally took me through the steps of like, oh, that's how you please a woman. Oh, this is a, but I wouldn't have had that unless I had that traumatic experience. But guys don't really give a shit about a lot of them don't even, or don't even know because they're afraid to, you know, think that, well, I know everything, you know, it's just fucking do it. Yeah, as long as I get off telling you the more that you can you can pay attention to a woman yeah. she'll she'll you know she'll make sure that you're you're satisfied and you feel good but you gotta like take your ego out of sex mm. a lot of times you gotta take yourself out of it and make it about a connection make it about the two of you as opposed to you know because you know mastermind all you know i've had back in the day had sex with the sex with a girl and be like and as soon as you come you're like oh god why is she here like, I don't, want, I don't want, it's just, hey, you know, like, it's, I don't know what happens to our brains as soon as we have an orgasm. We're like, oh, God, now, oh, reality's back, you know? So I'd rather 
you masturbate, then deal with, you know, and the older I get, I got, I was like, you know what? I'd rather not even deal with that and take care of myself. And then there'd be someone who I want to have a relationship or, you know, have, you know, communicative sex with, but you got to put your ego aside you know, you, you can't do that. Every woman is different. You can't drive a Toyota the way you drive a Lamborghini. You're both driving. Mm-hmm. It's both maybe both stick shift, but they're different cars. So yeah. you have to take a woman as an individual. I'm talking about, but you have to take a woman <laughs> as an good. individual and put your ego aside when it comes to pleasing another woman and you will get taken care of. Don't, you know, men always worry about if I don't, if I don't do it now, like just relax. Yeah. Take it, you will be taken care of if you're paying attention to, and not even, not even the sexual parts of it, putting your hand in their back, you know, kissing that, not even kissing them, that's even sexual, but just like, you know, touching them PDA or not, and stuff. P, not even, it doesn't have to be PDA, but you could be watching a movie and not trying to like, yeah, put your, you know, you know, you can just like <laughs> touch them in a, in a way or, and, and not because guys are like they're just waiting for you to be like okay he's gonna whip his dick out <laughs> he's gonna whip his dick out and try to be like here you know and I, I was dating a woman she's like yeah this guy was like he's and he just whipped it out and he's like are we gonna do this and i was like i can't but i was like wow you really did that huh that is really messed up yeah yeah i'm just listening to it yeah yeah and then she's like yeah wilson you know, if you just don't do what guys are doing just yeah. re- listen just listen yeah and can and connect with and don't make it all sexual. The sexual, you'll get to that point eventually. And I know I know that you mean this, but for people out there that might be taking it literally, like I think you need to genuinely listen, right? Make sure people understand that. Like genuinely listen, genuinely care about what she has to say. What would you say? <laughs> um, yeah, so like, but people, some people are like, oh, I'll just wait for her to stop talking. But no, it's like you have to actually listen and like you said, not give feedback unless that's what she, she wants, but just support and actually hear what she's saying. And even if, and honestly, even if it's hard to listen to some women talk sometime for a length of, of I, look, we have male brains who are like, okay, get to the point, mm-hmm. right? But if you can take one thing out of there, just one or two things out of there that the key points or something that's key and then throw it back to them. So your brother did that? Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they can keep going, but they just want to be heard. And they don't even want... They don't want to, as I said, solutions or anything, or to say, you know, they just want to be heard. So just listen. Yeah. I, I actually had the opposite, uh, opposite problem with the uh, sex. Because, you know, there's two ends of the spectrum, right? Like, right. With the porn age, you grow up as a 14-year-old watching porn, right? Exactly. So you're like, oh, this is, this is sex. So then when you're 16, 17, you start to do it. And for me, I was like, mm, very bad. And I was like, shit, I would rather avoid this because... I can't do what they do on the porn and right. I'm probably terrible and I would get really insecure. Right. right. And I'm like, all right, like, like you said, I take care of myself. Let me really avoid this. And it took a long time to actually get pretty comfortable. I would say like well into my twenties where, cause I never had to talk with my, my dad or anything. Yeah, my dad said, you need to know anything. I was yeah. like, no. He's like, all right. Yeah. 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 Cause so not, I, yeah, it's not a comfortable conversation. Porn huh? ruined it for people my age where you, you thought sex was, a certain way right and you realize you, you have to talk you have to communicate you have to have a connection connection's right. huge huge there's so many times when i would now looking back been in bed with somebody and it was terrible right and i thought oh i'm terrible at sex but then you think oh, i didn't even actually like them i was just trying to have sex to say i had sex and you think you're impotent or something and then you meet someone you have a connection with and you're like oh, oh. wait kissing you i have like a 
hard on this is sick like, this is awesome. exactly you know? yeah yeah there's a connection and yeah. also like you know, that the porn age too like you know it's oh my god i was like if that's not what you're feeling don't do that don't 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 oh, uh, i was like don't 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 do that that does not unless that's what you're actually feeling but you can tell when someone's just talking yeah. for the sake of talking right and not just, you know, and also communication during sex, for me, at least, being able to have, you know, talk directly to them, you know, I'm doing this to, you know, do you like, you know, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be, okay, now here's a here's a thing that I, when I was younger, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is when I was more, more, mature, more immature. So I would say, see what I can get them to say. You know, I'm mean, like, you know, let me make this as a game. You know, I was, I was my early 30s or late 20s no late 20s no mid 20s and i said to my boys i said okay give me three words i'll get her to say them he's like i want some some of that chair i'm like really dude all right fine someone <laughs> someone said leprechaun i was like i see you okay and i said paul robeson do you know who paul robeson no. is paul robeson is a it was a um he's a black man the high school is named after him in yeah, Brooklyn, he's a, yeah it was a black man who was like uh an, an not all American. He 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 was an opera singer. He was an athlete. He did everything. He's like a big big person in in, in African American history. Paul Robeson. I'm like, okay, all right. So I had the vo uh, recorder, voice recorder, and we're having sex. I'm like, you know, whose is this? She's like, it's yours. I was like, yeah, okay, good. And the rest is like, you want me to fuck you on the chair? Fuck you on the chair? Yeah, fuck you on the chair. Ding. You know what I mean? And I'm like, who's your lucky leprechaun? <laughs> Who's your lucky leprechaun? She goes, you're my lucky leprechaun. Ding. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my, how am I going to get this? Like, yeah, so this flash. <sighs> Call me Paul Robeson. <laughs> what? Call me Paul Robeson. You're Paul Robeson. You're Paul Robeson. I was like, okay. Really bad. Christmas time. I'm like, I'm going to give you guys a bonus. I was like, whose pussy is this? Who's, who, who's this? She's like, it's your pussy. I was like, no, it's not. It's the Grinch's. The Grinch stole this pussy. The Grinch. The Grinch stole this pussy. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So don't do that. I don't recommend doing that. But I, when I was younger, in my mid-20s, that's the type of thing. And like you said, though, some women are into that type of, uh, I don't even know what we want to call it, but call foolishness, it. fun. I don't know. But some women are into that. So they, they probably do it to men as well. There's also another thing you understand. You have to try try things. Like if you're going to do something, you got to do it. Yeah. Like the first time that you spank a woman's ass you know you can't you can't hit it you if you're gonna hit it because they'll look at you like why are you spanking my ass mm -hmm. as opposed to i'm spanking your ass you got if you're gonna do it you gotta do it yeah but there's also you have to get you can't do that until you get to a certain point with that woman and you've been with them for a certain amount of time or whatever you have, there has to be some kind of connection. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to just be like abuse or, you know, like, yeah. you know, do, yeah. do. but I remember being younger and being like, I got to really let me let me try to let me let me try to do this. And I was like, oh, oh OK, OK. They like it's OK. Yeah. They like that. They like that. And you, you do a little more like, OK, good. But you got to try things, you know, before and don't be afraid be to be assertive, but don't go from zero to 60. Right. Yeah. You can be assertive, but not not aggressive. Right, exactly. But like yeah. you're saying, as you build up to it, it's in the moment. But yeah, not yeah. don't go from making out to start choking her against the wall. That's like the scene in Along Came Polly when he uh, slaps her ass. I don't remember it too well. Oh, so you uh, both both can quote 
you know, scenes from Big movies. Movie guy. Yeah. Huge movie guy. So uh what's his name? Who's the ben guy? Stiller. Ben Stiller. And it's with Philip Seymour Hoffman. So he tells him, Oh, Spanker, right? Because he really likes her. He's like, right. you, you gotta be like, you know, good <laughs> yeah. you're a spanker. And he he's like this shy guy. He's like, I'm gonna spanker. So they're having sex. And he just like does a little right. And she stops. She's like, What was that? And he's like, What? She's like, You just spanked me. And he did it so gently and soft. <laughs> and he's like, Oh no, I have like a wrist flick. Sorry. And she's like, Oh, okay. And just like let it go. And he's like, I'm definitely not spanking her ever again. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh yeah, but I mean, pay attention to the women. Pay attention to who who you're dating and who you're you're involved with. I mean, because First of all, if you have sex with someone and they get pregnant and they want to, you're going to be st- stuck with them as yeah. a baby mama mm-hmm. or, you know, forever. Yeah. You could be. You know what I mean? So, so I've talked about this. Be selective on who you're, be selective on who you're having sex with. If you can, be selective if you can. Yeah, yeah you go first because we're going so fast. Yes, this is going awesome that I do want to I'm get sorry. to one thing oh, yeah, yeah. before I'm just we talking. have to close. You can just tell Forget me. Guys, shut up. On that point. Well, all I was going <laughs> to say is, I would say that. Women, I've been with more women recently that have been more um, willing to not use a condom. And I'm like, fuck no. Like, and they're like, without even even asking, they'll just try to get right to it. I'm like, no, I get a condom. So I've noticed that like, you know, because men typically are the ones that don't want to use a condom. Yeah. But I think it's more as you get older and you realize consequences and life. STDs. <laughs> yeah. All kinds, you know. I think the baby one's bigger than the, the STD baby, one. Yeah, the baby <laughs> one is, is it, the baby one's a big one. Yeah. yeah. And remember, you don't have to come to, you know, that pull-out rhythm method does not work yep. all the time. So yeah. you got to be careful. you got to be careful. And it's so hard to tell someone to put a condom on in the moment. For a dude, you're like, oh my gosh, she's like, like Patrice O'Neill had a great, uh, had a great my bit. My guy. That's his yeah, guy. He had a great R. bit R. about, about <laughs> you know, He's like, oh, you gonna let me do that? He's like, you gonna let me put it on? Oh, I'm just gonna die, and I don't have a. I'm just gonna die, you know. I'm gonna go in there and die. But yeah, it's just it's uh, it's so hard in the moment not to put a condom on to be like, okay, you know, yeah. I gotta take care. Because down the line, down the line, if something happens, woof, mm-hmm. you gotta protect yourself at yeah. all costs. At yeah. all costs. Yeah. So this is my favorite podcast so far. It's going fucking awesome, but. We saw this clip on Instagram today or a post, and I want to talk to you about sure. it. Sure. Is Dodgeball 2 coming out? Okay. <laughs> so about 10 years ago, 10 years, you know, I was, I was in, in Dodgeball. That was 20, 2004. Four. We wow. shot in 2003. So 20, what, 19 years ago. Wow. A long time ago. About 10 years ago. Uh, I was at an event with Ben and uh, and Stewart, who was the producer at the time. I'm like, he's like, we're gonna we're doing dodgeball too for next summer. And I was like, am I in it? He's like, you know, we'll see or whatever. I was like, okay. I was like, great. And I was waiting for it, and nothing happened. And I was like, well, I thought we were gonna do. So you have to let it go. And then about five years ago, uh, I was doing Silicon Valley. I was on Silicon Valley, and one of the producers and writers in Silicon Valley is like, "Hey, Chris, I wrote Dodgeball too." And I was like, "You did?" He's like, "Yeah." And I was so upset because they passed on it. They're like, "No, you know that you know they don't want to do it." And I was like, oh. "He's like, I was really bummed about it because I, you know, I, he's a really great writer." And he's like Clay Tarver, and he and he's like, "Oh yeah, they did they didn't make it." And I was like, "Fuck, that'd have been so perfect," you know. And then 
nothing happened from that. And then Justin Long had Vince on a podcast and was like, you know, I've got a great idea for it. And that kind of like, you know, and they made Zoolander 2 instead. Mm. Yeah. Instead of Dodgeball 2, yeah. made Zoolander 2 instead. So this latest iteration, I'm not giving it any credence until someone says, hey, Chris, would you like to? And you know the reason how I got Dodgeball? is because I did Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, so Curb was before Dodgeball. Curb was before Dodgeball. Curb was in 2000, two, early 2003. So it's funny. So I'm a big movie guy, and Dodgeball is probably in the top five, right? Me mm-hmm. and my brother's only talking movie quotes. Dodgeball is one of them. And that's how I first knew about you. Mm. But I only started watching Curb as I became an adult. And Curb is my favorite show. And you watch all the seasons. So... I reference you and Curb post Dodgeball, but that's interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it was before. It was and before. the reason why I got Dodgeball is because uh, they they did a reading for the script of Dodgeball. And they, you know, the cast director was like, you know, you did such a great job. Why don't you come and read the character of Dwight? You know, I was like, oh, my God. It was Vince Vaughn, uh, Justin. Um, ben. Uh, uh, ben. Um, but um, Jeremy Piven mm. was there reading oh, a thing. Right. Like all these weird, you know, people that you would normally. Was it Jason Bateman's like first role when he was the announcer? Yeah, he he he. I don't. He may have been at. That the, was the first movie I remember him in. Oh, he's like an '80s star though. Oh yeah, he's, oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's oh, huge. Okay. He was huge in the '80s okay. on TV, and yeah, he's he's been acting for okay. a long time. But so, um, and I just did the reading, and I played him as a regular guy, you know, and I did the reading, and they're like, okay, great, and then they they had auditions, and they wanted me to audition other people in my Dwight character with the. With the guy who falls in love with Stalinistovich, you know, yeah, yeah. There, Joel Joel Moore, Joel da- you know, da- uh, Joel David Moore, and they just had me reading, you know, for that against that character. I mean, I was still the person. So Rain Wilson came in for that role, uh, and Jason Siegel oh, wow. came in. Jason and I worked with Jason before because he really wanted it, and he's like, and he worked on it too. And then uh, I was in all the auditions with everybody. So I'm like, but That's do I have cool. the role? I'm like, I don't, and I'm just reading, you know, because I've been doing it. So they just used me for, to do it. And uh, and when Joel went in there, he came out and I, he was like, oh, Jason's really great. And I was like, but Joel's the guy. I mean, so sometimes as an actor, you may be fantastic, you may be really good, but if the dude is the dude, the dude is the dude. And Alan Tudyk, who did Steve the Pirate, how he got the role there was all these other, you know, people were going, because right, there's no dialogue, argh, you know, so, argh, you know, that kind of stuff. And in one group scene, we're all in a group scene, we're doing this stuff, and we, you know, it was about the, the car wash. Remember that part? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he goes, arg. And I was like, oh, that's how you make something out of nothing. And I was like, oh, he's the dude. Um, the guy who played the father in Ferris, um, he was in Ferris, he's on, he's on uh, Succession right now. Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, no, no. Who plays um, the son that the, lives the in the ranch? Yeah, who lives in the ranch. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but he read for um, uh, the Stephen Root character. You know, so all these different. You know, I saw all these different iterations, and I'm like, well, do I have the job or not? And like, oh yeah, you got it. I was like, oh good. I mean, like, yeah. So I that's the only reason I got into dodgeball, and that was three months, and we shot a week in Vegas. It was oh my god, we had dodgeball practice. I mean, we played dodgeball. <laughs> really? Yeah, we had we, for like. Hours to learn how to play. So was making the movie as fun as us uh, watching the movie. Oh, so <laughs> much fun! It's fun. And one and one one night we're in um, in Vegas. You know, we're, we're filming and we're filming the next day, and we all go to a strip club. And Vin, Vince is like the king of Vegas because you know swingers yeah. and everything. So he, we'd be at a table, and he's like, "Just order, just order everything." 
I was like, wow, he says, so order. We had all, because you've got, you know, comps, order everything. We went to a strip club later. And we're at the strip club. Look, I, at a strip club, I'm not trying to spend my money. I'm not making it mist. I'm not making it rain. You know what I mean? So I'm like, not trying to even, you know, so I, I ran out of money and I'm like, and we go in the bathroom and I'm, I said, Vince, I'm, I'm going to go home. He's like, what? What do you mean? I said, no, I mean, we got to work in the morning and, you know, I don't want to spend any money. He's like, he takes $300 and he goes, you go out there and you make me proud. You go right out there right now. I was like, I can't go out there right now. And I was like, okay. So that was, that was a, a nice little, uh, uh, Vince Vaughn moment for that, but it was so much fun to do. Yeah, I mean, just you know, playing dodgeball and throwing throwing stuff, and that's awesome. And yeah. Having the the dodgeball cheerleaders in the back, that was that was nice too. That was nice. So, yeah. how do you compare dodgeball versus curb? Because well, like curb, Vince Vaughn and Larry David are two of my favorites, but so different, obviously. Right. I would never be able to get on curb now because they would have a real rapper doing it. Dude, that audition story is incredible, though. The way you played it and and. Like you said, with Larry, you got to push and pull a little bit and, right. and kind of... Yeah, because, you know, no so he one... he makes final say, Larry, on everything. Well, well, Ghostface Killer, Mike Epps, um, uh, Sticky Fingers, all the... I don't know, Snoopy. Uh, I thought you might have said okay. But they all went in for the role, but you had to know what the sensibility of Curb was. And I used to do a sketch comedy show where I played a Master P character. Like, I can do different things. You know, I could play... If I need to play something like that, you know what I'm saying? I can do what I need to do. <laughs> and the cash worker knew I could do that, and I was Jeff Garland, his, his wife. Oh, wow. So that's how I got the audition. And the only audition is basically you're at your engagement party and that, and then you're, then you're getting the jacket back or whatever. So you don't, everything has to come on my own. So when I left my house, I'm like, I got to be as hard as Chris can be. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm from Westchester, but I, you know, if I need to fuck you up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, so I, I had, you know, I had black con brown contacts in, I had a, you know, fangs in and I rolled out of my house like that. You know, I was like, I want to see what people will say viscerally. You know what I'm saying? I can I know what visceral means, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I can say it to you. And so I went to another, I went to a uh before the audition to another office, and the girl was sitting there. I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm here for God, Kirby Enthusiast, something like that. She's like, uh, yeah, it's down the hall. I was like, Oh, it's, it's like, oh, it's working. Because if I went in like as Chris, she would not yeah. have that reaction. She was like, Oh, like, I was like, oh, okay. Sorry. So I went into the audition and I was just like, I said, yeah, your name is Larry, David. You got two first names. I like that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, where's where'd you get that? He's like, my dad. I was like, oh, that's cool. So I automatically, I if I had gone in like Chris, let me show you what I want to do. I had to go in there like the I call myself the Wolf Man. I had a wolf tattoo. Oh, some dumb shit like you know, W O L F F. You know they call him the Wolf. So I went in there like that. I said, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, that, and that's when I said, you know, you might not n n word. Cause I don't even like to say it now, but, um, and he was like, so taken aback by it. He was like, like how, and that's the comedy of the push and pull of, of knowing, is he going to kill me or is he my friend? <laughs> or is he, I think he's my friend, but he's, is he going to kill me? Like, I don't know. And cause Larry is always in control. Larry's always the one who's like, you know, he's always in control, but if you can make Larry out of control, and I had such an amazing time, like working yeah, with him, and but. it was. It so was how good. is he in real life? Because so Hannah, my fiance, she didn't know what curb was, and I put it on for her, and she's like, "I hate this misogynistic show. This guy's such a misogynist." And I'm like, "Well, he's actually like very liberal, but right." How is he in real life? So one night, one night we're filming in in Malibu, and then the Lakers playoff game was on, and it was kind of cold. And Larry's like, "Anybody want to go watch the game down at the bar?" And I was like, Jeff's like, no. And I was like, I was like, I'll go, you know. 
you know, and mind you, I had to be like crazy as the whole time. Look, when we're on, on set and he has to react to that. But as, excuse me, after a while, now I'm just Chris. Yeah, I'll go with you. And I had Snoop, uh, Snoop Dogg had a, had a clothing line called Snoop 213. So I had a, I gave, Larry had a jacket, a Snoop, you know, because it was cold and I had, you know, whatever. And he goes, and we're getting into his Prius. To go down <laughs> thing. And he goes, should I wear this jacket? Like, I don't. I shouldn't wear this jacket, should I? I was like, no, it's cold. You have to, you should wear. He's like, I'm not going to wear Because he was paranoid, like, because yeah. he's had, it's blue. It's just a regular blue jacket with just two, <laughs> he's like, is it too gangster? And I'm like, just wear the jacket, Larry. <laughs> In Malibu, too. <laughs> so we, we, dro- we drove down, and I'm not trying to fanboy or whatever, but I'm just like, and it was the third season, so it wasn't like a humongous hit. Mm-hmm. And we watched the Lakers game, and I'd be like, he's like, you like basketball? I was like, yep, yep, like it, like it. So it was Really cool, really nice guy. And then we went back up and 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 finished the scene or did the scenes. And at the end of when I the last scene when I said, "Give me my motherfucking jacket," you know, there's only three scenes in the in the whole thing. Like, give me my motherfucking jacket back. And at the end, I was uh, to Cheryl, and I said, "You fine, right?" You know that. And she, my visceral reaction was, she was like, uh, "You know, you don't know what you don't know." She, I was like, "Shut the fuck up, bitch." <laughs> That's how crazy eyes would say it. Yeah. And they're like, Chris, can you just not be so crazy eyes? Let's calm it down a little bit. So, so then I, I did that. And at the end, Larry came down and hugged me. And they're like, no, Larry doesn't hug anybody. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. You did a great job. He's like, you know, you did a great job. You know, I could have done it. But uh, I was like, I'm, I'm sure you couldn't have done it. But uh, he was always, and he's always been very supportive of, of me in terms of uh, in interviews and stuff. He's, he's been a really wonderful so awesome. yeah, he's he's great to me. Tell Hannah. Yeah, yeah tell yeah, Hannah. Yeah. Have to. She's great. Um, well, we want to be respectful of your time, and I think we blew way past an hour. Um, is there anything you want to plug before uh, before you go? I know you're writing a screenplay, but that's I'm probably coming down out the road. on CSI Vegas oh, in shit. about three weeks, I think. Oh, nice. Okay. Two weeks. There's a guest star playing a pickleball guy who's it's hot. Right. Pickleball is hot right now. Yeah, yeah. accused of killing his wife. So <laughs> I'll be on, I'll be in that the twelfth episode. I'm not sure what. Okay, is, but. Uh, yeah, just you know, keep keeping things going. Awesome. Cool, man. Love yeah. it, dude. Thank you so much. My this has been awesome. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> thanks for everybody else. <laughs>